0: Welcome to the Insurance Post podcast. I'm Emran Hughes, Editor of Insurance Post, and today I'm joined by the Chartered Insurance Institute's Matthew Connell and Regulatory Consultant Michael Sixick to talk about embedded insurance. Today on the Insurance Post podcast, I'm thrilled to be joined by Matthew Connell, Director of Policy and Public Affairs at the Chartered Insurance Institute, and Michael Sixick, Managing Partner of Sixick Advisory. They're going to share their expert views on embedded insurance and whether it could spell the end of traditional insurance. Hi Matthew and Michael, welcome to the Insurance Post podcast. Hi Hi, Emma. So Matthew, can you begin by explaining to us what is meant by the phrase embedded insurance?
1: Yeah, so I I guess from a consumer point of view that their experience will be they're buying something uh, probably with a, with a guarantee so for example you might be buying a new conservatory and there'll be a, a guarantee uh, for, for the conservatory to, to, to be in good shape for, for a long time uh, and and you might even uh, say in the conservatory manufacturer might even say an insurance backed guarantee but but basically what it means is um, people think feel they're buying a, a service an ongoing service along with uh, along with the product uh, they might not realize that that, that the that risk of uh, of the product going wrong is 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 kind of reinsured with with an insurance contract, um, but they're effectively buying a, a sort of a bundled product and and insurance. Um, but but the perception might be that it's just a, a a product with a very good service with it.
0: Michael, would you agree with that definition? What do you see as the pros and cons of embedded insurance?
2: So there is thank you, Emma. There is a lot of hype around embedded insurance. I think. I would argue that it's not a new concept at all. I think it has been part of uh, things like travel insurance and white goods um, for many years. Uh, And what is new is the tech around it and the system. So the interface technically called the API connecting online purchase with an insurance journey. This is what is new. And I think this is why a lot of people are excited about it is can it change the distribution of insurance products i think there is a lot of opportunity there to capture the customer attention and to make sure uh, and to be clear about what additional insurance they can purchase if you ask me about pros and cons i think there's a lot of pros that i think come up from the example uh, we just heard convenience and it broaden the reach of insurance product re- reaching people there is quite a bit of cons if we think about do people really understand they're purchasing an insurance product and does this product meet their needs? And I think there is a classic uh, issue that we have seen over the years is having a, a double cover. Basically, you're, you're purchasing a new product that you already covered in your main policy potentially, or you have multiple um, add on or multiple cover that you don't realise. So I think this is the main, um, the, the, the the main cons. Another one is mis, what I will call the, the mispurchase. purchase. But you you by not understanding exactly the covering you are getting, and then you get a, a bad surprise at the point of claims.
0: The risk that you've sleepwalked into cover, um, M- uh, Matthew. What um, obviously often spoken about in the same breath is parametric insurance cover. Can mm. you talk a bit about you know what does that involve?
1: Yeah, so that's that's insurance uh, where where the claims process is is slightly different from from traditional insurance. So uh, with traditional insurance, the amount that you can claim will be linked to um, the amount that, that that you've lost, the amount of damage, perhaps. Whereas with parametric insurance, there's an automatic payment when there's a, a certain event so uh, you know if, if a storm hits hits your region uh, traditional insurance would say well how much damage did you did, did you suffer from the storm whereas parametric insurance would say well the storm was big enough to trigger a payout so so you get the payout regardless.
0: Mm. And you, what was it in terms of I mean obviously with both parametric and embedded insurance you've got you're kind of moving to a kind of like seamless insurance process Michael do you think that seamlessness could result in Accusations of mis-selling?
2: Yes, yeah, so, I, so I think, again, I will use the term, rather than mis-selling, I will use the term mis-purchasing, be, because I think it's usually will be non-advised sales, so it will be up to the consumer. And I think it's important to to think about all the effort of a regulator about consumer protection and consumer duty recently. It was consumer duty in this digital age. And I think it's useful to remember that a lot of people creating digital journey, they will use Amazon or Netflix or Apple as the sort of gold standard. I think what the regulator is saying basically by pushing on consumer understanding is do people go in this digital journey for financial services slightly different than what you would purchase again amazon netflix and apple i think the key example is i think no one around this table will have read all the conditions term and condition of an apple product i think this is what the regulator wants to avoid is having a journey that is clear enough understanding enough where you don't need to go to this uh term and condition that nobody goes anyway and making sure that people understand so i think there is really this move to digital journey to be adapted to a financial services product um, so, I think this is the, the risk, and I think the regulator putting this mechanism in place to avoid going there.
0: But, Michael, I suppose it's the difficulty of, um, and we recently covered um, that. If you ask the average, per, um, especially um, kind of like younger generations, they want every experience to be that Amazon experience, that kind of talking to their Alexa and things just appearing. Um, but as you kind of touched on, to avoid misselling, you've really got to engage the consumer with what. Um, cover they have and haven't got perhaps in a policy so how uh, what kind of conversations need to take place between insurers and the regulator to get that balance right
2: so i think the, the to be fair i think it's up to the firm because the onus is on the firm to be able to evidence the fact that they have checked exactly what you're describing emma is checking that the person understood so it's not almost about what you do it's about how you evidence that it has achieved the outcome so do people understand, whatever generation, but do they understand what they have purchased, and is there a surprise at the point of claims? And I think the point of claims is, I will describe the moment of truth, does it deliver what people are expecting to deliver? Mm-hmm. And the question is, how do you test that? To be fair, digital journey is also a lot of benefit, because you have a lot of data points where there is a lot of sophisticated way of understanding what peop- where people click, what do they do from one page to another. So there is a lot of data and management information people can use to say is the journey working and do people understand what they purchase
0: Matthew would you agree there's a a chance of mispurchasing with embedded insurance
1: yes absolutely and uh, you know Michael's um, covered it off really well and I think you know the consumer research that that we do uh, through the CII's um, Trust Index, um, we, we we sort of test um, how important and people uh, uh, rate different different um, services they get from the insurer. And, and one that is very popular uh, a lot of the time is is the idea of insurers giving people the the opportunity to dial up or dial down the amount of cover they have to to suit their needs. So um, uh, the other the other thing that comes out of it very strongly is people like uh, ease of Ease of service and and uh, and don't want to go through a big long application process, um, but but the one thing they they do want control over still is is that element of of, of being able to um, s- tailor the tailor the, the 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 cover for for their needs and a concern that that if they're not able to do that then then that lack of control will will mean that they're they're paying more than they need to.
0: And I mean, as Michael touched on the the moment of truth. I mean the. Um, Public Trust Index does very much focus on that, doesn't it? And the, often that moment of truth is the point of claims and that's when people decide, you know, that's what the moment when do expectations meet the reality of the product is really tested?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and 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 then and then the automatic insurance can can come in very handy. You know, I know people who've kind of had had, had catastrophic events and been searching around for what, what what cover have I bought, and they've they've bought something that that they forgot all about, and and then there's a, a big relief. So so having that that level of automatic, I've I've been on the other side of it. I've uh, had purchased home insurance, and then uh, and then you know not not had the the, um, the 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 emergency plumber cover and things like that, and then to mm. hunt around for a plumber and wondered wondered if I should have we should have bought a, a bigger product so so it's it's hard sometimes to know at the point of purchase it's sometimes easy at the point of purchase to say you know I don't I dial it down and I don't need all of this and then at the point of claim to, to, to realize you needed more mm. um, but nevertheless um, I think it's' Important for consumers to be involved in that and maybe learn what they want from from experience, rather than make the assumption that they 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 want the Rolls Royce version and then uh, and then later on, um, you know, kind of have to have to answer to the fact that 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 they weren't participating in in those choices as much as they could have been.
0: I suppose which leads us on to it's important that insurers take steps to ensure embedded insurance doesn't result in consumers sleepwalking into the wrong product. Michael, what steps do you feel insurers and brokers should be taking to make sure that doesn't happen?
2: So I think is is really going back to basic to say what is the value provided by the product and I will insist on two theme again, coming rephrasing consumer duties, consumer understanding and consumer support. So I think Matthew mentioned the consumer support element on services in addition to the claims and in addition to the coverage. So this is why not all product will be adapted to embedded or parametric insurance. Parametric insurance, as we described, is quite a crude measure. You already know the amount of a payout. It may not be for all the risk. So I think it's really designing your product that meets the needs of our customers and testing that. And I think there is a lot of innovation in the marketplace. So we, we are currently working with a lot of startups that think, uh, okay, how we can make the insurance experience better uh, and attracting the new generation but having in mind these two elements again support and and understanding and be able to test and evidence that
0: M- i mean michael when you say testing there what kind of testing should they be doing is it follow up uh, is it follow up checks with people who've opted in for cover and checking that they understand mm-hmm. what exactly cover so in place? it's testing thank you emma for yeah.
2: it's testing before so it's testing pre-design as part of the design of a product and it can be simply as focus group survey and then his post, when your product is live, is what is your complaint, what's your complaint data telling you, what is the expenses claimed, and do you speak to your customers again, focus group, survey, and having management information that tell you, yes, it does, the product does deliver as it should be, mm. and adapting, and ensuring that you adapt the product when it doesn't work.
0: Mm. And um, Matthew, what steps do you feel insurers and brokers can take? I, I, I assume it's a lot about communication and that clear communication.
1: Absolutely, and and I think it's it's not about it's about keeping an eye on the on the end customer as well because you know there's so many uh, elements and in, in in financial services it's uh, somebody uh, an organisation buying uh, buying. Products on behalf of, uh, on behalf of the end user, uh, and and again, I think one big element of the consumer duty is this this awareness of uh, of of the end user as 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 well as the uh, as well as the customer, and and making all those distinctions between you know consumers and, and the public and 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 policyholders, but but keeping an eye on on, on all those uh, stakeholders. We we know about all, all the issues around landlord insurance and what can happen if if um. If, if financial services organisations just focus on the customer who's who's choosing the product rather than the the end user who's who's benefiting from it, so all those elements of uh, of testing and researching and really understanding where where the value uh, is delivered and and how much people are paying for it is, is really essential.
0: So, do you, so to conclude on embedded insurance, do you feel it will take over? from more traditional forms of insurance Matthew what do you think
1: yeah, I, th- I think it will definitely be be part of the uh, part of the menu because um, you know again you know we we have on, on the pension side we have we have auto enrolment which I guess you could could argue is a little bit of an embedded uh, an embedded um, form of of, of of financial services. So um, you know people people don't want to be dealing with lots of different organisations. They they want ease of ease of service. Um, and and so and so i think that there will be uh an element of that in it and i think you know similarly with, with parametric insurance when there's a a huge event uh, like a flood or, or a, a, a huge storm or or or, or 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 lockdown for business interruption maybe there's a place for a small amount of of parametric insurance to tide people over the initial shock um and then and then give them a chance to, to get into a situation where they can start mitigating those those big risks, so I think uh, I think it is a, a very important tool in the in the in the in the toolbox um, to help improve uh, coverage and and help improve consumer experiences. Um, but 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 nevertheless, there is a, a duty of care around making sure that providing value, uh, get, communicating properly, and, and and giving people control when they when they want control.
0: Mm, Michael, would you agree? Part of the mix, rather than the spelling the end of traditional insurance. Yes, yeah,
2: so I think. You- the question is Is um, embedded insurance the death of traditional insurance? I think the answer has to be no. I think for the real uh, big things like home insurance, you will still need to go through comparison. So I think embedded insurance, I agree, will have its place mm-hmm. in the toolkit. I think it's a nice way of putting it, but will not replace traditional insurance. I think the, the next frontier maybe for embedding insurance, and there is a good question maybe to finish on, why it didn't pick up more for car insurance? And a lot of people and Tesla, for example, they are thinking, trying to become an insurance and trying to include insurance. I, I think this will be the next frontier to say why it doesn't pick up more and how you can find a way of including insurance in product you would expect. So car, you, you leave uh, the car dealer with your insurance covered. I think there is an inherent difficulty that the price of insurance is very small compared to the price of a car, so it may be difficult to include that into the same journey and discussion. I think there is a big challenge potentially going forward, if embedded insurance become more prominent, will be what is the role of insurers within the customer journey, of it just becoming the risk taker, but having someone else, another party, leading the the relationship with the customers. And I think I want to leave the audience with that. the insurer role will change going forward if embedded insurance pick up.
0: The, the only thing we can always be certain of is change mm. in this industry indeed. Um, thank That brings us to the end of this episode of the Insurance Post podcast. I'd like to thank Matthew and Michael for joining us and sharing their insight on embedded insurance. As always, also thanks to you for listening to the Insurance Post podcast. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Insurance Post and following us on Facebook, LinkedIn and X. Make sure you come back next week for a discussion about AI and insurance as technology takes over Insurance Post for the week. Until then, this is Emran Hughes signing off. The Insurance Post podcast is a product of InfoPro Digital.